Welcome to Solutions for Health and Happiness with Claire and Helen, the Lightning Process team. Want to live a life you love? Start here. Hello and welcome to podcast eight in our series. I'm Helen Harding and my co-host is Claire Brooker. Hello everyone. Well it's great to have you join us here today and it's been a really interesting week. I got a lovely email this morning from a client. Did you? I did and they've been writing a blog about all the stuff that they've been doing over the last few weeks. They've been walking dogs, climbing mountains and they're going to go out and, and have some amazing adventures. Fantastic. That's that's such a nice email to receive. It is. Brilliant. Um, well, I've been working with clients this week and um, it's been great because we've been improving our energy, or should I say revolutionising our energy and moving the energy levels from about 3, 5 to 8 and 10, which is fantastic that this is week. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well this week... Our topic is perfectionism, and this is something we see an awful lot of with the lightning process. And what it is, is perfectionism is often mistaken as something that's desirable or necessary for success. This is confusing because perfectionism actually refers to a set of self-defeating thoughts and behaviours, and it's actually aimed at reaching excessively high and unrealistic goals. We believe that perfectionists' attitudes actually sabotage their success in the long run. I totally agree, Helen. In The Artist's Way, author Julia Cameron writes, Perfectionism is a refusal to let yourself move ahead. It's a loop, an obsessive, debilitating, closed system that causes you to get stuck in the details of what you're writing or painting, or even making, and to lose sight of the whole. But you don't really have to be an artist to experience this, do you? It can also sabotage your efforts at work, in your relationships, because no one and no thing is perfect. We're living in an imperfect world, aren't we? So what causes perfectionism? Well, there are all sorts of things that cause it. Think back to when you were little, when you learned that other people really valued how much you accomplished or achieved. Actually, to value yourself is on the basis of other people's approval. This can really affect your self-esteem. It can become to be based on external standards rather than being confident in your own ability. And this can leave you pretty vulnerable and sensitive to the opinions and criticisms of others. Yeah, absolutely, Helen. And in attempting to protect yourself from such criticism, which is kind of inevitable, really, isn't it? Because not everyone in the world is going to approve of you. You may decide that being perfect is actually your best defence. So the first step in resolving this pattern is spotting when it's occurring, when you're doing it. So what occurs to me is that you often, with perfectionism, have a kind of fear of failure or a fear of making mistakes. So for a perfectionist, you know, failing or making a mistake is just like literally the worst thing ever as they immediately link not meeting goals with kind of a lack of self-worth. And in order to avoid this, perfectionists will kind of orientate their lives around avoiding mistakes, which often leads them to procrastinate a lot and miss opportunities to learn and grow. And this in turn leads them to be less accepting of flaws in others. I mean, I totally get this because I'm I'm an ex-perfectionist. I have to admit this now, Helen. Really? Absolutely. And um, I, I really get that. I really get that. Okay, so another one is the fear of disapproval from others. 
Perfectionists worry that if others see their flaws, that they'll no longer be accepted. And trying to be perfect is a way of trying to protect themselves from criticism, from rejection, from dis disapproval. And the trouble with this way of thinking is it actually affects the person's ability to have healthy relationships. They often are reluctant to be vulnerable in the relationship, realising that self-disclosure allows others to perceive them as more human and so more likeable. So perfectionists often find it really difficult to have very close relationships with others. What we also find with um, our clients who do perfectionism is that they do a lot of black and white thinking, or you, know, you could call it all or nothing thinking. So perfectionists frequently believe that perhaps they're a bit worthless sorry, if their accomplishments are not perfect. Um, they have difficulty seeing situations in perspective. They just kind of see black or white and don't see the whole rainbow of colours in between. So for example, if a student is used to getting A's all the time and then they suddenly receive a B, they might believe, God, I'm a total failure. I know, it's really, really interesting. I can remember seeing a client once who got something like eight A stars and one A, and they actually retook that exam because they didn't feel it was good enough. So how's that for perfectionists? Yeah. So another thing perfectionists do is they say should. Their lives are often structured by an endless list of I should do this, mm. and that works as a rigid rule for how their lives are going to be led. This means that the perfectionists also don't tend to follow what they actually want from lives and what they really would like to achieve because they should be doing other stuff. Another way to spot if you're, if you're doing perfectionism is if you start to kind of do negative or distorted comparisons. And what I mean by this is that, you know, perfectionists tend to believe that others are easily successful. You know, meaning that they achieve success with a minimum amount of effort, hardly make any mistakes or have hardly any emotional stress. And they do this with bags of self-confidence. And so in comparison, the perfectionist often feels inadequate. And of course, this is a completely distorted point of view, but that's quite often the thinking process of a perfectionist. It is. And there is a big difference between perfectionism and healthy ambition or striving to do your best. Striving for something in a healthy way means that setting goals based on what you really want to do and what you would love to do and what you desire, rather than a response to external expectations. And this means that your goals are just one step beyond where you've already got to and it's something that you can actually achieve. Yeah, definitely, Helen. This means your goals are realistic. You know, they're based on uh, what you want to do, based internally rather than externally and they're actually attainable. You would also enjoy the process of pursuing the task at hand rather than focusing only on the end result. And you know, when or if you experience disapproval or failure, your reactions are generally limited to specific situations rather than generalized to your entire self-worth. Should we chat now about the uh, solutions? One of the things that we recognise in perfectionists is that they'll spend 20% of their time doing 80% of a job. And then the other 80% of their time is trying to perfect it. And actually, when you look at that, that's a mad way to spend your time. What you need to do is stop. When you get to that 20% of your time spent, look at it and say, is this good enough? Does it meet the brief? Does it do the job? If it doesn't, 
then do a bit more work on it. But if it does, move on to the next project and you're likely to get another five jobs done in the same time. That's such good advice, Helen, and one and a piece of advice that I, I've really taken on board. As I said before, being an ex-perfectionist, what I needed to do is kind of start to feel comfortable with showing my weaknesses, if you like. It, sound, it might sound a little bit silly, but one of the things that I did, I decided to go to this really trendy kind of upmarket bar. But I decided to go there without any makeup on at all. And for me, listeners, this was a big deal. I okay. can I can vouch for that one. <laughs> yeah. Claire does like her makeup. I do, I do. And so and so going there, not particularly polished, having not really made much of an effort, I sat at the bar, I chatted away to the bartenders, I read a paper, and I put myself in full view of the bar so other people could see me. And it really did work wonders because I realised that actually I don't have to be perfect for people to, you know, chat away to me. It wasn't anything to do with the way I looked. It was just me being friendly. And I think when you become comfortable with every every aspect of yourself, you know, even the parts of you that you don't find particularly perfect, if you like, then other people start feeling much more comfortable with you as well. I think it is. It's about recognising you as a person rather than the polish and, and feeling comfortable with yourself absolutely and uh, it reminds me of a Len- Leonard Cohen song actually and I just found this on, a- on another blog the other day and it's his song Anthem and he says ring the bells that still can ring forget your perfect offering there is a crack in everything that's how the light gets in and I really love that that's really good maybe it will be another quote for our wall at some point yeah I think so (laughs) by the way listeners we have a quote wall in the office which we absolutely love add some color start seeing things with more perspective and more balance not everything has to be in black and white so instead of just concluding that didn't work instead we could do that hasn't worked yet or some of that's worked and this is what I need to do next yeah, definitely, Helen. I mean, I think a good a good recap or a good summary would be to really start to use the phrase good enough in yes. your life. I mean, that has been transformational for me. Simple, simple phrase, but it's meant that I've stopped procrastinating and I've just got on with stuff and things now just have to be good enough, nothing more. It's a brilliant, brilliant uh, phrase to use. Also, I think the next big thing is, you know, be yourself. This is absolutely essential. Start asking yourself what you want to do instead of what you should do. As you do this, you'll feel so much lighter and freer and more spontaneous. Also, focusing on the journey, not just the destination you know it's about how we're feeling right now doing the task at hand isn't it it is and a great tip for that as well is start to look at the end of the day on what you have achieved what you're proud of what you've enjoyed rather than all the stuff you haven't done because that's a great way to actually enjoy the journey that you're on well we've reached the end of today's podcast we hope you enjoyed it and we hope we gave you some insight into perfectionism and some tips for what you can do if you find yourself being a perfectionist we'd love to hear from you if you've got any questions if you want to have a chat with us 
you can get in contact with us at a website which is www.lightningprocess.co.uk have a great week have a great week everyone bye, bye for now thanks for joining us until next time you're one step closer to living a life you love